Okay, welcome to this uh, morning's uh, Fife Property Show. This is a new look for, I mean, we talk about new look for 2024, Richard, but the reality is it's, uh, you could, it could be a new look for any time, but we're I just know. obviously focusing on 2024 because it's the start of 2024, but really any time. Now, I've got to say, when we're talking about new looks and over uh, interior decorating and all the rest of it, it's not exactly my forte, but it's yours, isn't it? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, your <laughs> no, house is pretty stunning. Your house is pretty stunning. Your back garden's really nice as well. Mine's pretty sterile. It's kind of wheat magnolia sort of look and uh, and the sort of the typical sort of the, the brown kitchen, you know, the light brown <laughs> and the kitchen units and the black worktops. Um, but but hey ho, it's just each to their own. It works for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm never, I'm yeah. never one for the greatest stylist and the best style. But I certainly know what floats the boat of people out there when it comes to when it comes to things like kitchens, bathrooms, and interior decoration. Yeah. You know, um, I, we know Richard that style and comfort um, um, and combination is the perfect combination for every, every home, uh, not just for quality moments. But also for adding value when it when you when you want to move. Um, interior trends have a longer shelf life, I would say, uh, than the fickle world of fashion. Um, yeah, that's yeah. definitely the case, and perhaps even never more than in 2024, with a focus on developing style from the things that you already own and love. Would you believe that? Eh? We've been I mean, we've been trolling through countless articles. Uh, for long-term looks to switch up your style and add thousands to your price in the end result. And we've narrowed the field down to five of the best. Five of the best. No six of the best. That's a different... <laughs> that's a different... That's going back to my school days. But it was always six of the best for Jim. <laughs> I was always getting into trouble. No surprise there then. Um, so we're going to talk about... The, 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 the things that we're going to talk about is the bookshelf... Uh, wealth, um, yeah. urban ante, um, minimal looks, um, and I mean looks as in L U X E, as in looks. <laughs> if yeah. you could, if you know what I mean. Uh, geometric design is is pretty important as well, and uh, this 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 bathroom style. Um, so bathroom style. You see how I'm bathroom and spa. Yeah, <laughs> how I'm combining that that sort of wealth of information. So whether you're looking to pile on the value uh, as you gear up to sell or seeking inspiration for your next decor style, um, let's explore these latest trends for 2024 um, and how you can create them at home. Uh, what's the sort of first thing we should be thinking about here, Richard? I know we talked about bookshelf um, wealth, but what do we mean by that? Well, firstly, I think obviously you're, you're right about trends and things, trends that come in have got a, a much strong, uh, longer shelf life than things like fashion. And do you know, do you know, people are wearing things one one week and it's out the next. Whereas, yeah, you see the magnolia and the cream, uh, the beige phase. I mean, that lasted for years, and we're now like in the grey and white phase, and it's still going. It's been going for a few years. So, it, it's some people longer. are still waiting for Pampas Green to come back. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, bookshelf, bookshelf wealth, Jim. Um, and it's like people. There's a lot of people love to read. I mean, you love to read. Um, and people that love to read like to be surrounded by beautiful things while they do that, then bookshelf wealth is really the right thing to target those kind of people with. If it's right up your street uh, and, and upstyling shelves from mm -hmm. simple storage to really classy and uh, have like really classy and classy curations, uh, eh? Definitely. Curations on it, yeah. I've, 
and no surprise, I have a few shelves in my house that look the same. Um, and I, and you do all that just to make them look fancy. You've got frames and you know things on it. So think beyond just books and include additional items that reflect maybe your hobbies, your interests, yeah. that simply maybe bring you joy. Do you know ceramics? Like I say, photo frames that are maybe just leaned up against the wall rather than hanging it on the shelf. Candles. Do you know foliage and plants and things is a big thing now as well. So everything like that and beyond as well could really bring a um, focal point and trend to a room and a property in itself. Elaine does all that thing, all that thing where yeah. you know it's like I'm not, I'm not a big fan of pictures on walls and stuff. Unless it's an inspirational picture or a, or a picture of somebody that's inspired me. <laughs> that's that's about yeah. as far as it gets for me. Um, and, and you know, I understand why people want it because it's personalisation your home. It makes you feel invested in it as well. And and literally, it's like what we used we all we always say. You know, we'll give you the house. You it's you. It'll make it a home. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think this is one of the things that people do to do that, don't they? I mean, ceramics, yeah, I and things ceramics like, especially yeah. in photographs and, you know, the candles, as you said, and beyond. Uh, candles is a big thing in a lot of houses, isn't it? And, you know, the first, thing, the first thing I love when you walk in, because, and this is a wee top tip for people, if you're about to do a viewing, yes, absolutely, put some scented candles around your house, especially in the bathroom, because when people walk into a bathroom, it instantly turns it into a relaxing place. Yeah. It, it no longer it no longer appears to be just the sterile bathroom that you have. Even if your bathroom's can completely white all the way throughout, and you kind of walk in and think, mm, is that it? But that will make a fundamental difference just putting a candle in there, wouldn't it? That's people and people have got a lot of people have got these burners now, the ones that plug in and things, and you get all the melts, and it's like, do you know if it's Halloween time or autumn, put like pumpkin scents in, or if it's Christmas time, you even get like Christmas scent. Do you know to, to fit in with the time of year? And when we talk about a really inexpensive way to change a room, we talk about the shelves and things and arranging. Yeah, all, all one, one key top tip here, Richard, sorry oh. to interrupt you, oh, just fine. before we go any further, make sure you don't put your candle on the shelf below. Yes. Because <laughs> it will burn the shelf above. Yeah. If you're going to put it on, make sure there's nothing above it when you're doing that, even though it's quite far away, because you never know what could happen. You don't want to cause any fires. Um, personally, not. I've got candles, but I'm not a big fan of candles because I've got the dog. Mm -hmm. they go them. But anyway, but I, I do the plugins, the electric plugins, they, they, with the melt on top. But um, anyway, but like I can say, when you're doing shelves and things, you try and create a focal point and bring trend into a room. Yeah. Do like odd pairing with, with items. Do you know like threes and fives rather than twos and fours? And then you could have one in the centre and then have other at the side and create point. that. It is the, the centre thing, like a, isn't it? Yeah. And create like a thoughtful, kind of stylish look uh, rather than just a haphazard jumble of stuff on a shelf or on a sideboard. Or, from, from a from a very logical person, you know what you'd said is absolutely right. The threes and the fives, yeah. Because if you see if you do see a four and you see a two, it just seems like it's no complete, yeah. And and and, I'll, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, for someone doing a viewing, when they go round and see it set up like that, it can actually be a distraction, and it could distract them from the actual viewing itself, yeah. And they don't know why. But it might not actually give them a, yeah. it might actually give them a bad vibe about your house. Yeah. You know about yeah. all the tea and stuff like that, and people talk about it, the ambience and the way it works, and just that just that subtleness of you know having a, an even and your list instead of an odd, really and not having a center yeah. point, a center focus point, you know can put a lot of people off. Weird. Yeah. You know, I've even had people do viewings and we'll walk around. 
Um, and if the, the, pl the plug switches are on, uh, that really gets people. I've seen people walk around turning them off, <laughs> do you know? Because they, they, can't, they can't walk past them with, with leaving it on. It's just people, people have these strange kind of ways. But yeah, if you're going for the bookshelf, well, look, um, do you know, be careful not to overclutter. Keep breathing room between, between if you've got books and accessories and things set out and you're trying to create that theme. Um, avoid shelves feeling like overstuffed and think about highlighting maybe empty spaces as much as the objects themselves. Do you know, so you're creating that room, but also having the look. So is this because, is this maybe along the lines that if you see a, cell, a shelf that's actually stacked and packed, mm -hmm. it gives you the impression that the whole house is actually quite cluttered. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, it, it, it's maybe a stressor. You know, mm -hmm. it's maybe a stressor. You know, it flicks that wee switch in your head without you knowing it. And and, and the flight or fight response and the fact that, you know, people do stress because of it. And again, it's a viewing thing. Eh? So, I mean, we're really going into the, the psychology behind this. Um, or I'm going into the psychology behind this. And, yeah, I'm, no, and I'm thinking it through. But there is, there is, I, think, I think there's a lot behind that for that very reason. Yeah, there is. It's funny, although we are in the studio, but um, behind me, uh, I've got two shelves that are set up exactly like we're just talking about with these items and things and the way it is. Um, but we'll, we'll not do the tour. Um, but anyway, yeah. So there is a lot of thought process that goes around it. And I think people, the way they look at it and the way it affects how they feel when they're walking around the property and how they maybe attach to the property or detach from it, depending on how yeah. it's set up, is quite important. So there is a lot of psychology behind it. So a successful bookshelf or a book wealth, or a, you know, the bookshelf the um, display, wealth yeah. display um, is all about the look that feels probably carefully curated instead of chaotic cluttered. Yeah. Um, to turn your shelves into, into, into literally just works of art. They are, yeah. You could have you could have them looking really, really trendy and quite nice. You're still no convertment though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, what, does it, what does it say about an old dog? You can't teach an old dog old new dog tricks. <laughs> yeah, you can't really. You can't really. The old dog the old dog has to learn, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah so this like... comes on this comes then nicely on to what we talk about about what do we mean by urban ant? Well, you know, urban one aunt, for yeah. the keen traveller, definitely. Yeah. The metropolitan style of urban ant comes from through gathering uh, mementos from your travels. Yeah. And um, with a purposeful vision to enhance your living space that you're in. I mean, I often I often go into people's houses when I'm doing market appraisals and 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 you do begin to see all these different things and these mementos from their travels and it and it gets yeah. you thinking and it gets you talking and it's a great idea because then then it, it lifts the room doesn't it it, yeah. it, it kind of just lives the lifts the room itself and it elevates it and it gives people conversation topics now yeah and, and that, that there could be two sides to that in my head immediately i think of that i think maybe a trendy a trendy apartment where a professional couple that have traveled all the world and they've got all their bits and pieces or yeah. even have a home of a family that have been there for years and and picked up bits and pieces throughout all the years of their travels and just makes it really feel like god there's a lot of there's a lot of history in this family home and, and if you're looking for a family home then that's what will resonate with you or likewise if you're a young couple and you're looking at this apartment and you can see how they've lived in it and and, and spent their early years of their life traveling and you know, so you really set mm -hmm. that tone, definitely. So Urban Ant really embraces the, the art of collecting uh, to build uh, an eclectic but complementary collection that would yeah. otherwise never have been be in the same country, uh, yeah. let alone the same home. 
So instead, instead, let, let me think about what we could think about this. Instead of matching pieces of similar styles or ages, think more about the materials and the tones to weave a story of colour and texture. This is where you get tapestries. You know, you get the tapestries and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you get the art, especially the art. Um, now, where was it? Was it, was it, was it, was it, uh, was it Kilimanjaro? It might have been. You know, when you visited the, the Buddhist monks and uh, and you visited all the the temples, they mm-hmm. did they did these, you know, the circular works of art. And you yeah, saw everybody okay. sitting down and, and, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a print. It was literally this person doing, you know, by hand in minutia detail, you know, in terms of, how, you know, in terms of this, this absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm not really sure what it was, but it was like a, it was like a circular maze of mm-hmm. all different colours. And then depending on how much you were prepared to pay for it, it was depending on how much time they would put into it. And it would depend on how much detail they would put on the art form itself. And then that that obviously intrinsically said that was the value of the painting. So you you know you know roughly you know the the more detailed one of these works of art is, the more value it is is put into it in terms of the time and the hours by the by the artist actually drawing it. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, and and then you could you could collate that with uh, tapestries as well. You know you get different areas, and and a lot of these different places around the world have services where you can just curate it back. You know, you yeah. don't need to take it back with you. You do. You just you just tell them the address that they want to send to, and they'll they'll send it and post it away for you. Um, at, at, you know, and pay the additional. You all you do is pay the additional postage. And I think that's I think that is definitely you know what I would think would be, you know, match these pieces. Um, but think a bit more about materials and tones that weave that textiles. story of, as I said, the color and texture. Yeah, when you, when you talk about textiles and things as well, it makes me think that there's uh, a lot of that comes out of uh, South America, do you know, like doing it like mm-hmm. Machi, the Machu Picchu and things like that, they do all that kind of thing. Definitely. And and the use of sumptuous fabrics like velvets and corduroys, corduroys, could that takes me oh, back. <laughs> corduroy did, you corduroy did you have a corduroy suit? <laughs> I had a corduroy suit, absolutely. It was, a, it was a, I'm not really sure what colour it was. I think it was dark green. <laughs> That's hideous. Eh? To think I should have just kept it and I could have hung it up on the wall. <laughs> fair, I remember. I remember being really young and having corduroy trousers. I had green ones and plum colour ones, I think. Or just young. But it's know. actually it's actually amazing now. Now it's come it, everything does come full circle, doesn't it? You yeah. know, it, it is a point it is a point where and that's why I, I jokingly say about the pampas green and you know the coloured bathroom suites. I mean the coloured bathroom yeah, suites have been away for years and it was a seventies thing, you know, phasing out in the eighties. And the 90s and, and the, the 2000s and the 10s, and now we're in the 20s, um, do, you, do we think it could come back in the 30s? And it'd be interesting to see, you know, if, if that actually happens and, and colour suites do come back in. But you you can see it coming into the kitchens. You know, the, 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 the kitchens, the colour suites are coming in because you're, yeah. you're getting the dark blue glosses now with the yeah. gold handles. You're getting, you know, the you're getting the deep burgundy reds. You didn't get yeah, the bright reds. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting you're getting these styles that are coming back into kitchens. So who knows whether you know they'll come back into bathrooms and co- is, is anybody tuning in? Listen, you know, have you actually got a coloured bathroom suite still, or have you just installed still the coloured bathroom suite? I'd be interested to hear, you know, from people that have actually possibly done that recently, um, or have you installed a coloured kitchen? You know, a a bright coloured kitchen. 
So a yeah. different colour from what mainstream is, not just the wood-like kitchens or not just the, the gloss white kitchen, which is quite a standard thing now, um, or the beach, you know, that's a standard kitchen as well. Yeah. That's why I said we've still got that after 18 years. Um, but it works and that's all we need it for. Um, so the velvet coat, the, the corduroy and the high the high pile textures um, with rich, saturated hues, like, um, the, as I said, the gorgeous clarets. Yeah. Uh, the clarets and and the the deep blues and yeah. and and possibly the cozy browns not the brown trouser brown but the, the you know <laughs> well, the, <yeah. laughs> the the typical brown suit in the 70s you know walking into a disco your brown suit and your kipper tie um what i mean is you know just a cozy embracing browns that you, that you get um yeah. yeah. What other things? What other things should we think about? This? I was just going to say it'd be quite like obviously mixed materials and things, and like maybe with tar uh, with tactile and um, obviously variegated surfaces like raw brick. Do you know that's quite a popular thing? Or rich timber. Uh, do you know beams or metals and develop that kind of uh, 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 that kind of plantation over time. Uh, that planting over time, uh, like brass and bronze and copper do you know the timeless kind of thing like these metals um and that'll give you like another evolving depth to a room do you know if you've got like raw brick and timbers and metals and things exposed that is uh, that could be a really That's good, good. Yeah. do you know what do you know what i think looks really nice when you see it in a film and you see these warehouse you know the warehouse apartments Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and it looks really brilliant like, and you kind of you kind of look at your own house and think oh i could no well i couldn't have that here it's <laughs> it's it, it just looks great in a film but yeah. but when you see it when you i think i think you just have to be in that frame of mind you have to be in that zone you're more an interior designer in terms of how you think about it whereas yeah. i'm mainstream get to the point you know, we need it has to be has to be quick, it has to be lean, it has to be efficient in terms of what we do. I, I mentioned, uh, you know, um, Andrea says there uh, actually, what did she say? Um, she's oh, she's just about to, just about to remove an avocado toilet. Um, don't it'll come back in fun. Basin from my mum's house and put yeah. a white one in and um, a modern set. It's like well, yeah. it's like you never know. Hey, sell it on eBay. Have you have you uninstalled? I'll be Andrea. This is what you should do: go to eBay and put it on anyway, and just and put what, on avocado, avocado sink, and avocado, um, avocado WC, and just see if anybody bids for it. That would be that would be real interesting to see that because I think one man's rubbish is another man's, you know, um, prizes and possessions. Yeah, you know, you see that all the time where people do say. You know they're getting rid of their back fence that's fallen down and, and they, they put it on the local page and they say free to anybody that's going to come and pick it up and i thought you're just getting rid of your rubbish <laughs> <laughs> but there's so always somebody out there that wants it for some reason i was in a property yesterday and uh, the bathroom in the house had it was like a, a, a deep kind of burgundy brown um colored bathroom suite and it was in but it's in amazing condition it didn't have a chip in it or nothing and it's been there for yeah. years and obviously he's, he's taking it out because he's doing the place up it but um, yeah, I maybe actually say he said if he's watching because he does watch. Uh, I always find I always find a bit nostalgic. And, yeah, I always find a bit nostalgic, and I think to myself, should we actually take all these different bathroom suites out? You should get him to take a photograph before he removes it. Yeah, you should get a photograph before he removes it because it'll be good. It'll be good for for you know for things later on. It's like people will look back and go, God, really? Did they put bathroom suites like that in? It's uh, because it's it's gone forever, I think. Um, so 
looking to fast track the urban the urban ant style, which we just talked about, without the air miles, uh, my best advice is head to auction houses and find yeah. stuff from around the world. Nobody needs to know they came from down the road. You know, this is this is this is where the trend came from for uh, pre-owned stuff. Yeah. You know, the pre-owned stuff. Yeah, the pre-owned. And it's like, you know, the people made millions out of pre-owned now. You know, the Gucci stuff and everything like that. It's like they just go and they just go online and there's there's vintage and you know, these these sort of platforms where you can just pick up stuff and uh, and upcycle it and and use it for yourself. Um now, long gone, um during the war, (laughs) I would say, (laughs) before you were born, Richard, we just went to jumble sales. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where you got all your stuff. Um, you know, your upcycle stuff. But now it's like now it's all now it's all above board and it's all um it's all up market and it's uh, yeah. you know it's quite interesting to see that and how and how that is now viewed now and how trends change yeah. over time. This brings me on to the 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 what I mean by mini mini max look. So the Minimax. Would I say Minimalax? Is it Minimalax? Minimalax, yeah. Minimalax is probably, you're probably right, Richard. That's probably the way to say it, but I'm quite phonetic in how I say things. And, and sometimes I'm a, bit, I'm a bit disjointed in my in my head and how I, how I deliver it. If you find a... So, well, you explain it, Richard. You tell us what that means. Yeah. So I think, obviously, minimalism, sometimes people find it as maybe a bit too sparse. And then mm-hmm. well, maximalism, maybe it's a bit too much. So perhaps probably the minimal acts or uh, like we were talking about is kind of the style for you where it is paired with um, like area palettes and then um, paired down displays. Um, so it's, it's your very most favourite things, but not yeah. too much, if that makes sense. So minimal acts is about maybe subtle contrast with soft edges and choose like neutral palettes and either a single colour or complementing shades of maybe woodwork, walls, furnishings, mm-hmm. and then accessorise for there. That's probably a good um, a good um, example of what we mean by minimal arts oh, or minimal Okay. Yeah, I get it now. I'm starting. It's starting to the penny's starting to drop. So a combination of just the the the, the sparse stereo look, but actually using accessories to yeah. enhance the whole thing. And the right. great thing is, once you move, you can just take the accessories with you. Yeah, so it's that, that kind of in between thing. It's not minimalism. It's not like totally maximalism and like what's the stuff like we we're talking about the urban kind mm-hmm. of type thing and having all these bits and pieces. It's somewhere in the middle and it's still having that on trend kind of feel. Even like windows and things, dress them really minimally, minimally, sorry, or or maybe not at all, and then yeah. choose blinds or curtains in the same color as maybe the paintwork, um, and just create maybe a sense of calm in the room uh, that doesn't feel too decorate you could over decorate a room and make it have that that feeling that there's too much going on yeah i, I, I you know I, I know what you mean by over decorating the room you know the maybe maybe somebody puts a uh, wallpaper on which actually makes it look quite noisy in the room yeah or exactly. feel quite noisy and there's a there's a lot going on so you don't actually you're not able to take it in through your senses your your sight yeah. gets you know, the immediately your 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 sight gets confused and your brain starts to look at all the different things. That's and... happened to to me before. I've took years into a property and the wallpapers I actually put them off. It just it just doesn't give them the right, the right feel. And that's for sales and lettings as well. And there was one there was one lettings one a few years back, and the owner had lived in the property and had this wallpaper and it was very loud. 
and they were adamant that it wasn't to be changed. And the amount of people that wouldn't wouldn't take the property, and it was a really nice property because they couldn't change this wallpaper. So it was the same thing goes for sales. It, it gives that feeling. And although some people can't maybe see past the fact that, oh, I'll just take it off and I'll change it. A lot of people can't envision that. They need to have that vision laid out for them. That's why it's probably so important that you would get an estate agent out before you actually begin to do anything like that, to give you yeah. the right advice before selling. And actually, you know, I, I, I went round to, I went round to someone there yesterday in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the East Nook. And we went round the property and he went, oh, I'm going to get all that strapped and board. I'm going to get all that, um, you know, um, uh, plastered. I'm going to get a whole lot. And I said, how much is that going to cost you? And he went, oh, it's probably going to be in about 10,000. I went, it's not even done. Yeah. I said, somebody's going to walk into this and say, I'm going to put my own stamp on it and they're going to rip all that off. Yeah. And they're going to start again. So you, you're literally adding £10,000 on to put the, push the price up and then lose some of your buyers, your potential mm-hmm. buyers. So so my advice to you would save yourself a £10,000. The easy one for us to do is when we're going round, if it comes up as an objection, we can just say, well, you know, if the price is right, we can strap and board this all for you and actually increase yeah. the value. And then you can get a bigger mortgage. Therefore, that will allow you to finance more. So less is coming out of your pocket. You know, what do you think about that? Would you make an offer on that principle? And and you say, I never even thought about doing that. And I went, yeah, that's that's how you would do it. There's no point in spending £10,000 to see somebody to take £10,000 off. You just use it and handle the objections at the time. And, 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 and that is how... That's how a good skilled estate agent does it. You know, mm-hmm. instantly save you £10,000. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're you're literally getting me for nothing then when I charge you the fee because yeah. I've now saved you ten grand and we've not even started the journey yet. Okay. And then I've got to do everything else on top of that. That's what people don't realise. It's like, it's, it's, it's when you go out, it's the advice that you get from the estate agent. It is, it is priceless in comparison to the actual selling of the house. Yeah. And this is why I often go out to see people and, and you know, I, I've got to say it. They, they go and some people go, oh, well, you're just a wee bit too much, a wee bit too much more than the other estate agents. So I'm going to choose them. I'm like, what? Right, OK, so who gave you all the tens of thousands of pounds worth of advice in terms of how to do this? So it it's kind of devalues your time. It, yeah. it, you know, you're, you're oh, but I thought this was free. Well, it's not free. It's the very fact that I've now demonstrated my skills and demonstrated my added value. That's why you should be using me, because the fee you're about to pay me is to pay me for what I've just advised and what you want to do. It's not really a free service. And if you came back to me ever in the future, think again, because I wouldn't even entertain you for that very reason, because I've got better things to do with my time. Yeah, there's so so much added value at the beginning when you're, you're giving advice like that, especially when they're about to outlay like you say, thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of pounds on something that's unnecessary. Yeah. And then then it's how you can use it to then then build a campaign round in order to push the the end price. And that's yeah. key as well, followed up by a digital marketing strategy in order to enhance that solution. Um, yeah, and getting get, it in front of the right people, yeah. Get the right result. That's what it's all about, especially if you've gone to the extent of actually doing all this that we're talking about right now. Yeah. and getting that new look for, for 2024 in order to sell your house, but at a cost-effective a cost effective price and not just going overboard. Um, yeah. the, here's another one when we come back to this uh, mini-lux. Mini Minimalux. Minimal, minimal ah, I see, you've got it. Minimalux. 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 So, right, okay. Maximize, <laughs> we'll just call it. <laughs> I think dress your windows minimally 
um, or not at all. Um, mm-hmm. It is key. Uh, when you when you think about it, you should be choosing blinds or curtains in the same colour as your paintwork for a sense of calm that actually doesn't feel too decorated. Yeah. Um, so people can actually see that. Um, I have blinds, and then eventually in some of the rooms I put curtains on because we need blackout for when it comes to summer. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm up at three o'clock in the morning because the lights it's light outside, um, and and then I'm out to like maybe I should just go and play a game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once. I did. I'm coming on the 18th green when everybody's starting at seven o'clock in the morning, and we're going. Where have you been? I've been <laughs> out for a round of golf. <laughs> it's like I just I just got up at three and thought I'd start. Anyway, that's another thing. That's another story. Uh, also adding layers and texture through soft materials like um, wool, brushed cotton for upholstery, um, throws and cushions as well. A lot yeah. of people are really good at that. I was visiting the house yesterday and they had a throw over their suite. Now, mm-hmm. it was for the dog because the dog yeah. was in molten and all the rest of it. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I thought, I remember this room being different. And you know when she took that throw off for the dog? It's like the room just went ping, and it's like, what, what happened there? Well, just that one, just that one thing for the dog cover for our suite actually made a total difference to the room, and it brought the it brought the whole mood in the room down. And when yeah. she pulled, when she pulled that back and pulled that off, the whole place brightened up, and it looked a fantastic room yeah. again. Yeah, so it could be obviously to the detriment of a room, or it could be to the benefit as well. And if you're trying to do this minimalux thing, where you're trying to bring some kind of um, trend and character into a room but don't want to do yeah. like wallpapers and you know loud wallpapers things do that things like you're saying with throws and cushions and upholstery things that could be brought in and removed quite easily and then when we talk about obviously in contrast to the like the um the bookshelves and the, obviously the the bookshelf wealth that we spoke about keep then your shelves to a minimum so just mm-hmm. have a few maybe like treasured items or things that maybe uh, match the tone or the mood of the room and then hide everything else away that you've got that's personal and things and cupboards and that to, to create that kind of theme. So I think really the, the key is to keep it was like elegantly kind of simple, really, uh, yeah. rather than bare completely, uh, and then create a haven for maybe like the, the kind of chic design um, for curling up, maybe like like you see with a throw on the couch, obviously I know that was the dog's one, but you know, um, and maybe have a stylish soothing space or do you know whatever theme you're trying to go for mm. with these these minimal items that's not too minimalist but minimal arts. yeah and but we'll nicely leave that there with your perfect pronunciation of that word <laughs> <laughs> took me years to understand what how paradigm would be <laughs> i know that's it's like, what? One, so. what is yeah. pa- para- diagram it's like what <laughs> uh, this brings me nicely what i love is geometric yep. design okay a pattern or motif yeah. can make a simple, can make a space instantly more interesting. Now, we had that in Lady Walk, where there was yeah. a compass in the floor. And oh, that's sure I remember that. That's remember? Yeah. yeah, that was Gordon's house. You know, Lady Walk, as soon as you walked in the front, and now, admittedly, Gordon was a floor um, specialist yeah. for floorings and blinds and everything. But but when you walked in that front and you had that beautiful compass inset into the floor, um, Karen Dean is a really good one as well. You know, it does all that different design as well. So a, a pattern or a motif can make a space instantly, as I said, more instant. Uh, and uh, and for 2024, geometric designs are making a return um, with the ability to straddle the modern, modern and traditional uh, divide 
uh, with ease. Um, you know, it's, so, right, this is the things you've got to expect to see, though, Richard. Mm -hmm. Checkerboard rugs, definitely, as part of a resurgence and yeah. that sort of uh, sweet vintage detailing alongside uh, pop art florals uh, and even um, ruffles on cushions. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know about you, but it was like, everybody's like, oh, God, it's got to be no no creases or anything. But this, this, seems, like to be, this seems to be coming back. This yeah. seems to be coming back, though. This yeah. seems to be accepted practice now. Um, handmade tiles, especially with uh, flawed and uh, uh, tactile surfaces, mm -hmm. um, from um, the imperfections and the unique character of tiles, um, you know, tiles from Morocco and stuff like that, uh, to softer edges of, um, I would say, hand-illustrated motifs. Again, this mm -hmm. goes in with the original theme, what we talked yeah. about, about the, you know, the book, the bookshelf wealth. Yeah. And the fact that you know having these different things from different countries and actually bringing it in because because we are we are now in a global village yeah. and 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 it, and it's good talking points because other people have been in these these places before um you know in africa and asia and and america and south america and uh, and even down in you know other areas of the you know art somebody recently was there uh, i think it was the antarctic they're going to they were on an expedition um, you know, taking round on one of these cruise ships and yeah. out to see the sea lions and the penguins and 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 and, and stuff like that. Um, that is that they're great talking points. People love to talk about these sort of things, but it also it also complements your house, especially when you're doing viewings. There's an argument here to do like what the Americans do and just get somebody to stage your whole house before before you put it on the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they, they, so there is, like you say, in America, that's quite big, and they come in and do the whole thing. And and when you talk about flawed um, decor and flawed items and things, sometimes it is quite a good look to have something that's not completely perfect. Sometimes a lot of yeah. people have like completely clean lines, clean, clean finish, and it is really a bit it's too sterile sometimes. But you also get that in between where you've got that clean line and clean edges, but you've also got items where they have got, they have got flaws in them, and, that, and, and then like you see maybe if you're across different areas of the world and you marry that together and that could be a really good look if it's done right. Um, so when yeah. we talk about when we talk about checkerboard checkerboard drugs, you know, it's uh candy came stripes. That would be a risk for me. I like yeah, checkerboard. But, yeah, but but we'd advise against uh, top to bottom the top to bottom festival. You know, yeah. I'm talking about just uh, in a in a in a in moderation. Right. They can they can they can add width length and possibly height to a room as well mm -hmm. um, or inject a burst of fun uh, to headboards and chairs yeah you know that sort of we're bordering on wonka here yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a, a chocolate stream running through your living room <laughs> a chocolate river <laughs> just have a wee drink if you want <laughs> you're going oh thank you <laughs> oh, oh dear kids would love it though yeah it'd be a great family home kids would love that a chocolate stream running through their house <laughs> but but these sort of you know you can see how the geometric design is actually you know again coming back yeah. um you can see that in things like as well when you've got uh cupboards you know the handles have actually moved up to the top of the cupboard and right and along yeah Aye, there's, there's some of them there's some of them richard i walk into the kitchens now and i'm thinking how do you open this how do you open that cupboard 
And I realised it's under the it, the handles hidden discreetly under the top uh, drawer. You know, it's how, and how to get how to get the thing out, and it's or it's a press, and it just opens up automatically from yeah. the, from pressing the side. I do like the J. Well, I, you know, I just done my kitchen, and I done the grey gloss, and it's the J. Pool. But you could see, you could, you can see mine. Um, but it's just the wee lip at the top that opens the drawer and the the cupboards, uh, and it mm. just leaves that 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 really like um, clean line finish. So have you got have you got proper handles, or have you got something inbuilt into the actual? Built in the top, uh, and it's called J. Pool. Yeah, because 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 the the, the, the the cupboard door the cupboard door actually has something built into it. Um, is that what you're talking about? The you know the cupboard yeah. door shaped like that. Yeah, at the top, your fingers just go in it and you pull it, and then yeah, just, okay, and they're soft close as well. Called J pool. People that know kitchens will know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so what you know, it's really down to whether you're making a bold declaration of with vibrant colours or on or an elegant understatement, I suppose, with neutral tones. I mean, geometric designs are really a versatile way to give uh, give 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 you some look and some shape in your in yeah. your house and, and and overall when people walk through. Uh, you know, this the then leads time. me on. This then leads me on nicely to the the you know the bathroom and uh, and what we call the 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 spa room. The spa, yeah. you know, the spa room style. Um, I, 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 for me personally, I think. Well, we know that the thing that sells houses is kitchens and bathrooms. Kitchens and bathrooms, yeah. The main rooms, the main rooms where you you could really add that extra uh, value, and also you could give that really good feel to the property. The property, in terms of your kitchen, the first thing I thought about when you said about the checkerboards before. I immediately thought of the checkerboard rugs, but I thought about, do you know the flash advert, the checkerboard kitchen floor? Yeah. That's coming back. So that's what, and, and then bathrooms as well. But bathrooms have more turned to like this, this spa, like you say, the spa rooms, and uh, they've got that more spa kind of feeling with the walk-in showers and the, the rainfall uh, shower heads. And do you know, bathrooms have took, taken a, a, a big leap um, from the avocado suites, definitely. I'm nervous about putting checkerboard floors in. And mm -hmm. in a smaller room, because then yeah. it do, I think it makes it look a lot smaller, because then it obviously has a finite amount of you know squares in it. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'd be nervous about doing that. I, in a smaller room, I would be tending to put. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, vinyl effect laminate. You know the yeah. vinyl um, laminate effect yeah, yeah. sort of look. Uh, and a nice, but a nice, a nice quality cushion floor, so it actually feels nice under your foot when you're walking in there. Um, I think that's a really good one for bathrooms, and sometimes for your for your galley style kitchens, it's good as well. But the checker style um, flooring, I think, should be reserved for a bigger room, because then it's yeah. it's more it, it 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 fits better. Yeah, we had it in one uh, a few years back, and it was the big sunroom on the back of the property, and the floor mm. was the checkered, and and it just it looked really nice, but it was a big space. Hmm. So what can we talk about then? This this bathroom style. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's great to see that the kind of the uh, the bathrooms not getting this upgrade, um, uh, from a sales technique and also from obviously design trend uh, side of things as well. So, uh, mm -hmm. but of course, as buyers read about the trends in magazines, their expectations will of course increase. So, there's things you need to try to try and inject inst uh, instant injection of maybe style and luxury and zen into your bathroom or your bathroom, I should say. Mm -hmm. So materials like stone, quartz, marble, these all offer visual and tactile indulgence. That indulgence, gives you the instant yeah. feel of like luxury. Um, from headliners like tiles and 
vanity tops to smaller accessories, like even your toothbrush holders and things now. You see them, they're all done in granite and um, things in your soap trays and that. They could be, they could really add an element of style into the room just to the material that they're made out of. So mm-hmm. they're all things to think about, the actual material. Um, I like these, um, the rectangle or the oblong uh, wall tiles in the bathroom. Wet, wet, wet wall is really good, but to go for style, I think the, the quartz or the granite style uh, rectangle tiles uh, on the wall are uh, a really good look. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can understand that, and, and you know why you're saying that. Um, really good look. I, it's, it depends what, it's, what costs it comes at, and what mm-hmm. the investment is to do that. I mean, if it's part of what you do, and you know, this is obviously, if you're thinking about selling in the next, I don't know, the next year, for example, maybe you want to do something like that to enjoy some of that for yourself. And, and then obviously, yeah, and then obviously, when you move on, you're obviously going to have to leave it if, it, if it's a fixture. Mm-hmm. But if a lot of these things are actually movable, then you can you can just take them with you to the next place. Your soap yeah. dispensers and stuff like that, you know, it's you know, you're absolutely right. It, it just makes it just it just adds that panache to a bathroom. Yeah, it's, it's again this added added thing. If you if you see a bathroom and it's just pure white, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, you see that. I mean, I immediately saw that in your facial expression. As soon as I said the pure white, you you, you just went, you, yeah, you just gave it away. It's like, no, nah, it's like, ah, it's sterile. It's just, and, it just doesn't look right. And the thing is, we're not, it's not like we're saying, I mean, I'm talking about the quartz and, and all this and, and the, the slate tiles and all the rest of it, which can be a wee bit expensive. So we're not telling people to run away out and rip your whole bathroom out and spend about 6000 on a bathroom or something. And you, you could, you could make this a bathroom this is that you nice. Yeah, this is where you don't need to do things like that. Yeah. You might actually have that white bath already, but it's maybe just a, it's maybe just a side panel that's the problem. Yeah, it's maybe because side panels are often discolour over time and they're no longer white anymore. So it's maybe mm-hmm. just putting another white side panel in, and it makes all the difference. And it's 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 cheap as chips to do that. Yeah, um, it's maybe putting another kicker board in if you've got some vanity unit and it's maybe a gloss white one. You can just buy gloss white boarding and actually just get it custom cut and just fit it back in and put etching strips on the end. You know, it's crazy you say that because I've just done the exact same thing. So, you know, obviously we put the kitchen in and it was the grey gloss and we had lots of um, off cut left because I bought it. Yeah. And obviously uh, I got it fitted by a joiner that I know and uh, we had an off cut. And the, the bath panel in our bathroom was had a wee crack in it and it was gone discoloured. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get a new bath panel. And do you know, we used a big, and they, we filled it in, the joiner filled it in with that and it looks brilliant. It cost nothing. It was an off-cut in my kitchen. <laughs> do you know what pops into my head by the time people say things like that? It's like, let you get your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Because there was a nine that had this <laughs> McDonald's in it. It's like, let you get your money's worth. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm not checking out. It's exactly what you just said that we done, and it worked brilliantly. Totally changed the whole bathroom. Uh, One of my biggest bugbears for a bathroom. Yeah. What do you think it is? The it's seal. The, it's, it's the robes and stuff. Oh, right. It's like, okay. you know, see see the amount of times uh, you've got a beautiful bathroom, and yet, you know, you, and it's out of sight, out of mind, but yeah. then people end up leaving you know, towels that are all raggy, yeah. all ragged, um, the bathrobes on the back of the door. I, I mean, it's a creature comfort for them yeah. and they love their bathrobe, but the reality is it just doesn't look great. It, no. It's another detract. It's another detract from somebody's, in somebody's mind about the fact that, you know, is, is, is the house really that good if that's the way you live? 
and it and, and it doesn't look great. And again, as I say to most people, walking around in a video walkthrough, and they do if somebody does see things like that, it can often detract them from the actual video itself. Yeah. So that's why I, I I go I go at great lengths to make sure that things like that aren't in the shot. So, it's, but it's easy to do that. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't think a lot of people realize that sometimes I'll walk into a room like I did, for example, at uh, Taping Place. You know, mm -hmm. they were sitting over on one side of the room. I went in from the room on the dining side and the front window. And then as I was panning round, they were discreetly walking right at the back of me, out of the room into the hall. And then when I came round the bit, they were sitting at to the back of the house where the lounge is. It was like there was nobody there. Yeah, but they were there. <laughs> yeah. And it's an easy way to do it, yeah. but it's the same when I come round to things like the fluffy robes and the the plush towels. If you don't have any of that stuff, then then it's easy for me to leave that out as well. And I think a lot of people don't realise that. You, we often we, we don't really often have it, but we obviously attract people that want us to do video walkthroughs, and we're yeah. clearly you know clearly that's our proposition. It's about it's about a proper talk up rather than actually a silent movie, which yeah. is what everybody else does. It's just a video with music to it. Mm -hmm. which is as good as a chocolate fire guard, to be honest, because it just tells you what the photographs will tell you anyway. Or, it doesn't tell you about the area. Yeah, it doesn't tell you about the area. Nobody talks to you. It doesn't tell you about the area. It just lets you see what the photograph showed you anyway. So there's no added value to what, what it is. It just makes you feel good about yourself, because when you're watching that video, you know everything there's to do about your house. So yeah. you understand what that video means. A buyer has no idea what that video means to them. That's why it's important to do video walkthroughs and talk-ups. So this is what I come back to saying about, you know, things like the fluffy robes and the plush towels and designer candles. And, and it's often I'll be able to leave them out or I'll be able to give people advice on what they should be doing it. It's like just put it in your cupboard, put it out of yeah. the way. If you've got a laundry cupboard, get rid of that now. When you're doing a viewing, get rid of it. Just get it away because it just gives the wrong impression. Or just go out and indulge and, and, and you know, give yourself a wee treat for once. Go out because you're taking it to your next house anyway. So you may as well throw your old stuff out and get yeah. your new stuff now and actually just have your accessories there and then and actually let people see what your house is really like and how you live. Because then that then tells them, that paints a picture and tells them a huge valuable story yeah. about who you are and how you've how that house has been for you. So fluffy robes, definitely. Sometimes you get away with taking them from the hotels. Sometimes the hotels <laughs> expect them Sometimes to take you away. Them, yeah. You know, honestly... I'm, I'm gutted because when I was at Necker, right, and I was disappearing off in the boat at the end of Richard Branson's island when when he was there, yeah. and I was disappearing, everybody was going like, I managed to get the robes and everything like that. And I went, oh, I didn't bother. And he went, oh, the boy says, but we expect you to take the robes. Oh, so you didn't do like, you? You're oh. having a laugh. <laughs> I had a, definitely a signature Necker Island robe in my bathroom, and I left it, and you said I could have taken it for nothing. Never mind, you'll get one this year. <laughs> I suppose I I'll know this I'll know this year when I go back. Um, and yeah. so fluffy robes, plush towels. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going. I'll go into the place and I'll be just. I'll bring another suitcase with me inside it. You know, you bring a suitcase inside a suitcase, yeah. and it's like, oh, I'll just get that one out <laughs> and just <laughs> load all the stuff in. It's like the walk into the place and it'll just be completely sparse. All the accessories will be gone and and taken away with me. Um, so fluffy robes, plush towels, designer candles, definitely. Um, you know, trailing plants and warm lighting. There's nothing greater than a plant in a bathroom. Plants and foliage are really big just now. Yeah, it's a lot to upkeep, but you, if you get the right plants, it, it's pretty easy to do. And it just, it, again, it adds a bit of nature. You get some really nice artificial ones just now as well. 
It's the nature thing. It's the getting back to nature because you need to get somebody to view the bathroom not as a chore, but as a place to relax and enjoy themselves. Definitely. It's the old adage about, you know, relax Mm -hmm. in a redox bath. (laughs) Yeah. True, true though. You know, they they actually had, you know, the just lying, you know, the first thing they got in people's minds was as soon as you lay in a bath, you went, that was really good. And immediately said, relax in the redox bath. Yeah. And they implanted that into people's minds, and that's why it was one of the biggest selling brands. And just like, for example, for, you know, Comfort and Lenore, it's like, mm. as I said before, since when did the smell of your clothes and the smell of your sheets determine if it was fresh outside? Yeah. Fresh outside is clean air as far as I'm concerned. It's not the smell of your clothes. Mm-hmm. But they've they've done it. They've, they've mastered it. They've got it in people's heads. That is it. So that's really good top tips as well. When you're going around the house, make sure you've got nice, beautiful smells going all the way around the house. This is why we talk about the scented candles with the vanilla, with the cinnamon, with the, you know, the Madagascan, you know, vanilla and all the rest of it. All these different things that, you know, these smells and ambience, it, it just gets people. Yeah. It, it's triggers. You're absolutely right. It is triggers. So don't play, don't play anything from the Sex Pistols when they're going around. <laughs> that, that is not the trigger you want, I would say. Yeah. Um, fluffy robes, designer candles, uh, trailing plants, warm lights, um, warm light and blissful combination of serene and uh, sensual atmosphere overall. Um, yeah. See the, the soft warmth of timber is the perfect contrast to the hard tile surfaces. Yeah, if you've got if you've got the hard tiled. Uh surfaces and you've got the contrast with yeah like even like driftwood people do driftwood and things or you've got soft or timbers exposed it's a really good contrast to have definitely this is the duck boards that are coming back yeah sort of you know as you said the driftwood duck boards um and the bath trays to uh, to open uh ladder sh- ladder shelves the, the you know, ladder, ladder shelves, shelves. yeah yep. yeah and and possibly the towel rails but remember make sure they're clean yeah. make sure they're make sure they're looked after because over time they start to get black mold in them yeah and nobody wants to see that when they walk into your bathroom get rid of your carpet around your toilet and your carpet on your toilet seat yeah that's a no-no definitely no no i know you like it and i know it makes you feel at home but nobody else wants to see it no it's a harbor for germs in people's minds yeah and in the sterile world, it, and the, the, you know the, yeah. the the sterile world that we live in now just doesn't accept that anymore. They immediately see that and think, "Oh my God, harbour for germs." Yeah. Um, again, that's all. That's all psychological and, and and built into our system, into our mindset now. It's so you know, because um, like obviously, what people get too comfortable in their own, and that's fine, in their own home and their own comforts. But you need to think about if you are walking in as the viewer. And like you say, Jim, if there's if there's rugs and things in, in bathrooms, they, they shouldn't be there for viewing. They should really be lifted. Even if they are mm. clean, it still makes people think. And you could have um, that really spa, spa kind of feeling in your bathroom with all these accessories, but they need to be clean. If it's towels and robes, like you say, they need to be fluffy and clean, not hanging and being used all week, you know, by yourself. And, and if you're doing things like um, candles and other bits and pieces. I mean, you don't want a candle that's burnt right down to the wick. <laughs> do you know? It needs to be a, a fresh candle that's... Do you, know, you, so you need to think, right? Yeah. 
and, and take inspiration from actual spas themselves. Think about that. I'm trying to see if I can find uh, how to see how to be viewing ready uh, in two hours because we did a show on this. Yeah. Um, how to do how to quickly turn things around and yeah to how to be viewing viewing ready in two hours. Coming, and just yeah. see if it comes up. Set the scene. How to be ready for viewing two hours. Yeah. I'm going to post it in the comments. Here we go. Uh, copy and the articles on there as well because right. I think that's a really good one for added value for people. Uh, overall, and I'm going to stick that in the comments. How to be viewing ready and, yeah. and Cause, cause we every day. Through, we might go through all that this morning, and people watching might think, God, oh, that's an awful lot of work. I mean, you don't need to spend copious amounts of time and money and effort to make some to change how your property looks. There's there's some simple and easy ways you could do things, like you say, in a couple of hours, just to have the, the place ready and looking good for whether that's your photography, the walk round, or indeed mm -hmm. the actual viewers coming to view. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I definitely think that's the case. Uh, there's nothing like taking inspiration from the from from straight from the source. So why not head yeah. to the spa? You know, hotels are great for that, aren't they? Yeah. Hotels and spa uh, spa events and stuff like that are great for that, and and, and that could be your research and also your your guilt free treat. Do you know Do you know what one's really nice? And I've been at once, and it is a wee bit pricey, but Kohler Spa up at the Old Course Hotel is really nice. Does that mean, as an investor, I can go for a spa at Glen Eagles <laughs> and make it tax deductible? And I can have it as tax deductible because I say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the tax man. Was that wholly and exclusively for business purposes? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I was doing research to see what how 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 almost it was. I, I was know, say, I was talking about the old course, but yeah, you could do Glen Eagles, I suppose. Um, <laughs> it's like I need to go to Las Vegas. To... <laughs> it was wholly and exclusive for business purposes. On a... <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh, I, I love these shows. Um, yeah. So the you know the question to everybody out there right now is: Are you selling your home to sell this year? If the answer to that is before you rush to the shops, yeah. Um, Let's chat about this beforehand and the best place to spend your hard-earned cash for the highest return. There's no doubt about that. And, and you know, if you need to do that, there's a contact on this link uh, right now. Or you can message us direct on these posts yeah. as well uh, to get more information and advice. And we'll, we'll point in the right direction. We'll give you the right advice. And we'll, we'll definitely add value to your journey in terms of what you're doing. Yeah. And that's right. it. Yeah. The important thing to remember, like you said, Jim, do you know, people could have a lot in their minds and what they want to do in preparation for marketing before they speak to an agent and, and your agent really should be able to say, well, that's a good idea or you don't need to spend that. You could just, and all these simple tips and like Jim says, click, click on the link that's in, that you just put in the post there, that's quite good tips as well. But then really speak to your agent, speak to speak to yourself. Um, if you, you want you've got to, to I mean, the amount of times I walk into people's houses and they say, I'm ready. And the amount of money that they've spent on doing what they're doing, and I think to myself, I don't have the heart to tell them that they've spent ten thousand more than they needed to, and and literally they've sometimes they've pushed themselves out of the market and priced themselves out. I've mm -hmm. just put a thirty thousand pound kitchen in a twenty thousand pound flat. Yeah. What? I know. It's like what do I, what do I say to that now? Right. Okay. Well, we'll see if we can get that back for you. Probably impossible, but. But that's why it's important to get that advice to begin with. 
because everybody everybody has a different opinion and this is what i talk about but everybody has an opinion but the reality is do you understand the market trends right now and do you understand why you should be doing or why you shouldn't be doing a certain thing to your house in order to be able to get it to sell and that's why it's important to get the facts first before you start that journey yeah definitely okay thank you very much for coming on the show richard uh, appreciate uh, that and uh, wealth um, creation i was just doing up update tomorrow night update tomorrow night at seven o'clock tomorrow yeah. night the five property market update you'll be doing wealth creation show on monday what monday, we're, we're doing a uh, money wealth creation and property investment oh so 12 30 monday just, for that yeah uh, no, I'll no be. I'll be. It's the. It's Wednesday. I'm buying thirty more properties, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, is it Tuesday. Is it not Tuesday? Fourteenth. Happy Tuesday. Valentine's Day. Tuesday, There's yeah. another thirty properties in your portfolio, and another. Tuesday, oh yeah. God, another few hundred thousand in income. <laughs> no, you're sorry. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday the fourteenth. It is Wednesday, fourteenth. Happy Valentine's Day. There's week. another couple of hundred thousand every year. You're going to increase your wealth. Yeah. I'll, I'll take no, that any day. All right, for me and the team, but never mind. No, yeah, we're looking forward absolutely. To that. Thank you very much for coming on, Richard, and thank everybody you. else. Bye-bye for now. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye.